Hello, and welcome to Desk Pop. Before we get into our regular pop culture-filled discussion, we must first briefly mention what's going on right now in our country. There are lots of protests happening across the United States, and now even in other countries, in response to the horrible murder of George Floyd at the hands of several police officers, as well as the accumulation of other acts of police brutality targeting people of color that have gone unheard, unrecorded, and undocumented. Our thoughts and our hearts go out to the protesters who are out right now, as well as those helping to amplify the voices that need to be heard. Please be safe, please be healthy, and please wear masks. Though we both agree that it is sometimes healthy for people to seek outlets and distractions from what's happening around us right now, we both believe that not addressing this at all would make us complicit to the bigoted behavior and white supremacy that has led to these protests. Because we ourselves are not experts or opinion leaders for the black experience, police brutality, racial injustice, or systematic oppression, we will be providing resources linked in the description on what you can do to help from home, as well as some other places you can donate to, to help the protesters and those in need of financial aid. Again, please be safe out there. All lives cannot matter until black lives matter. That being said, please enjoy this episode of Desk Pop. Ah, uh, hello! Oh, me? Are you talking to me? No, I'm talking to our audience! Oh. <laughs> Today on Desktop, we're talking about Pokemon animated shorts, including Twilight Wings and the westernized animation. Uh, we're talking about our review of Space Force, the Netflix show. And we talk about... We talk shit about J.K. Rowling the entire episode. <laughs> <laughs> she sucks. She sucks, and we hate her. <laughs> yeah. Welcome right. to Deskpop. Welcome to Deskpop. Howdy. Hello. <laughs> How's it going, Andy? Uh, I'm doing as well as I can. How are you, Brian? That's good. I'm I'm doing well as well. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, uh, uh, what, what have you been up to? Uh, I've been up to a couple things. I watched all of Space Force today. I watched the movie Becky. Uh, I have played more Minecraft Dungeons, more Animal Crossing. Uh, I have seen the Pokemon shirts we talked about in a previous episode. One of the, I think one of the first episodes. Um, they are offering now Johto Pokemon fabric. And also... Yeah, so there's Dunspar shirts, which I am about to pay. One? <laughs> I'm about to pay a hundred dollars to buy a Dunspar's fabric button-up oh, shirt. Worth it. Uh, I think it would be totally worth it. And then um, they also have polos as well, so definitely interesting. I'm, I'll probably make a purchase there because my birthday's coming up. Uh, and then nice. there was a Pokemon Direct too, where they showed us the Galarian Slowbro fully, uh, and then the typings for the three Galarian legendary birds and also revealed the names for the two Reggies, which are Reggie Drago and Reggie Eliki. I don't nice. know if that's the right way to say that. I need to, I need to look this up. I guess like, I was <laughs> under a rock when this direct happened. When did this happen? It was like, I didn't see a lot of coverage about it. Probably, probably rightly because most people's social media feeds right now are not so focused on like pop culture yeah. and, you know, but um, they kind of just, ninja dropped it and like 
didn't say okay. anything. I need. Yeah. I'll. I'll probably watch it after this. We'll probably have a more intricate discussion on, on that. Well, I'm sure we're gonna. We're talking about the Pokemon expansion, so I'm sure. Yeah, we'll when when that, that comes out, we'll play we'll it. We'll give a review for sure. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> how are you? How are you? What's going on in your life? That was all that um, was going on with me. <laughs> so uh, shortly after we recorded, or I think a few days after we recorded the last episode of Desk Pop, I uh, had gone to the the march in Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, it was uh, it was a really. It, it was really, it, it was kind of terrifying at first. I had never really gone to any uh, protests or anything yeah. of that sort before. Um, but I, over time, got a bit more comfortable. Everyone was wearing masks, which was, like, that yeah. That was great. Um, I, I guess, like, it, pe- people who care for other people wear masks. So yeah. it, it, that was great. Um, things got a little uh spooky as we got closer to city hall like maybe around five o'clock um and so i left at maybe around five five thirty and it seems like uh shortly afterwards things got a little uh got a little hectic um but overall i'm glad that i went so uh i'll definitely be keeping an eye out for events like that in the future um I got my first callback. I got two callbacks uh, in the same week, uh, one for an internship and one for a, uh, a full job. Uh, <laughs> full so job. I have a, a full job. It's not like <laughs> it, this one's not an internship. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's like a kid when he gets like a, uh, a tricycle, but it only has two wheels. And I'm like, wow, it's a full bike. Wow. <laughs> Look at this. Um, so hopefully the interview goes well i that should be happening in a few days and then the internship i had seen the email and it said hey please follow up i haven't heard from you and Mm. apparently i had gotten the internship offer like five days ago (laughs) oh no so i so i replied to the email today and hopefully it's not too late because no matter (laughs) what i'd like to do the internship um well, I'll keep my fingers crossed. <laughs> it's like the one the one time my eyes were like off my smartphone. Yeah. Uh, and that and I get an internship email like, dang it. Yeah. Um, I've used my the money I've saved from not paying for gas for the last several months to get a house cleaning service to come once a month. Um, so some somebody came over and uh cleaned my home it yeah, was i was strange. gonna say i see no plates or garbage behind you in the, the frame yeah it's <laughs> it's great it's everything's neat and and organized and wonderful and i feel so good um and refreshed nice. having just a clean space to fuck up all over again nice um uh oh so we talked about paper mario a while back mm-hmm. and so we were engaging with the uh the paper mario subreddit and i found someone who made paper craft mario care paper mario characters oh nice so i uh commissioned this mario with a hammer and it is made <laughs> uh entirely out of paper i'll send images to you so you, uh like later okay. um, after we record because i don't want to do that now okay but yeah. if you could like if you could see the tech like paper oh yeah texture, yeah, yeah i do it looks really good like up that close. looks cool yeah it looks so pleasing um are you gonna hang that or something 
Yeah, I it's it's hanging on the wall up there, but I took it down so I could show you. Gotcha. But um, it's made by I wrote it down. Paper power ups on Instagram and nice. there. Uh, so I really appreciated it. Um, it's very high quality. The package that it came in was very nice, and the yeah. guy was like, I paid a little extra to get a cardboard backing to it. So mm-hmm. it's very cool. He takes custom requests. Very positive experience. Very glad I did it. I might get more. Nice. So shout out to them. <laughs> and the very last thing I'll say, because my updates are always really long, because I'm a long wind, uh, long winded person, is a. Uh, jk rowling is at it again and um if anybody's curious if anyone's curious as to what you could check her twitter feed i'm sure she's not taking it down anytime soon um but uh just transphobic rhetoric and and the whole internet's going off on her now and the uh actress who played cho chang in the harry potter movies had done this very loud and long rant about how uh how problematic jk rowling is yeah and apparently it's an old rant but i just now saw it today and Mm. i highly recommend people check it out it's really fun it's true it's all true (laughs) it's all Um, (laughs) allegedly (laughs) it but it's like it's so good it's so good that like so many people are just like shut it grandma stop stop ruining harry potter yeah um well it's 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 even like from like a gay perspective like there's a lot of like uh queer people who identify with like harry potter characters and like the whole like oh like you know harry potter didn't have to live in a closet like you know there's that whole like parallel or whatever uh so it's it's even more disappointing to see that like we can't just like have this and like, you know, Oh, this is a really nice property for like, you know, the LGBT community to enjoy. It's, it's, you know, she's, whether she, whether her intention is to be hateful or not, she is being hateful and like people are rightfully sick of it, but it's, it's, it's one of those situations. Again, we've talked about in the past of like, how do you separate someone's work that kind of like Harry Potter is kind of, transcended jk rowling it's kind of grown apart from her um but she still is the the writer she still is the author you know what i mean like yeah how do you separate that what do you do (laughs) yeah it's uh it's really interesting to see and it's just like it's the only it's one of the instances like george lucas isn't very active anymore like you don't see these creators of these massive franchises continue to say that like they usually drop off the face of the earth once they hit the peak of popularity. But JK Rowling is just still very active and I've never really seen that. Before. I think if like, George Lucas was out there being transphobic, it would be, it would be a bigger, like it would be in the news just as much as JK Rowling. I think it's just the fact that he's not a piece of trash well, that, that's garbage. What I'm saying. Like, like JK Rowling is like yeah. the only big creator that is like continue continually just yeah out there running around and, yeah. potentially risking the I, I i think harry potter will always be around but i think yeah what people think of when <laughs> they think of harry potter will be affected by all of her words and yeah. it, anyways <laughs> it reminds me it's of just, that adam ellis comic have you seen that where she's like desperately tweeting stuff i'll, I'll put it in the 
I'll like put put the image up, but it's really funny. She's like tweeting all these like ridiculous things about Harry Potter characters and like the police are like trying to take her phone away and she's like, No, I don't know. It's really funny. But she's a piece of human garbage, so all right. Well that's our uh <laughs> so fuck you, JK Rowling. Fuck you. Um and I guess we'll hop on hop yeah. on uh along. Uh t- take the old heel toe express over uh to to our first i'm jogging i'm jogging over to our first topic um which is uh the pokemon (laughs) the pokemon shorts i was expecting you to 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 take the baton on that one but that's okay (laughs) (laughs) it's like any second now brian will introduce the pokemon shorts i'm um, just said no i wasn't (laughs) sure what the jogging thing was about (laughs) i was like okay No, my body just got uncomfortable, and I just okay. <laughs> entered a fight or flight, and it just started to do something. Okay, well, we're talking about the. Uh... <laughs> yeah, it's another day of sun. Okay, we're Hello. talking about the Pokemon Looney Tunes Hello. segment. It's the. Uh, it's not explicitly Looney Tunes, but it's very Western cartoon inspired. Uh, is it Scraggy, I think, is the Pokemon? And yeah, then Mimikyu? it's Scraggy and Mimikyu, yeah. yeah. Which is kind of disappointing to me off the bat, because I'm like, okay, those aren't two Pokemon that I particularly care about anyway. But I was like, oh, well, I like Pokemon media. Um, but yeah, what, what were your thoughts? It was it was interesting. Um, so from what I could tell, this uh, animated segment was exclusive to like a Japanese Pokemon uh youtube channel that posts a lot of yeah which is weird because it didn't have any dialogue yeah yeah it, it's just weird how that like you know the internet exists so we would have found it anyways but the <laughs> intended audience like you can't hide it from us pokemon you can't hide it <laughs> we found we saw what you did we found it um we know what you did this summer but that was like, going to be exclusively for that japanese channel and yeah. which is like man they get up they have a bunch of cool stuff on there i started clicking on other videos and there's like this animated psyduck wearing a gold chain and sunglasses it's a music video and he's <laughs> floating in a pool and he's just walking around <laughs> and it's hashtag aesthetic and okay. i was like where, where has this channel been why don't we have stuff yeah, like this yeah. it's not that's not fair <laughs> um no one's allowed to have no one's allowed to have any exclusive things unless it's just in the u.s um anyways uh so that that was great i really like the the aesthetic they went for is like classic western cartoons um they keep that style throughout it which i really appreciate um i really like when i love when they explore universes in different ways and styles and you get to see like the perspective of this scraggy getting on a train and it's a, this different animation style. So you see different interpretations and uh, familiar things. I, I love things like that. So that was great. Um, I also think it's cool how other Pokemon are getting the spotlight um, like scraggy. And I know Mimikyu is pretty popular now. Yeah. Um, and I'm also curious how much the favorite Pokemon poll um, that Google did plays into the production of, animated shorts like this like if i don't know i think it's it's incidental popular. because i feel like mimikyu is just like a cute like that's like the the jerry like it's like the cute mouse and then 
Scraggy just happens to kind of have the body for like a good. Um, I get why they chose the characters. Like it, it the like whole. Uh, what do you, I don't know what you would call the part of its body that's like a, uh, an oversized sweatshirt. Like it, it just lends itself a lot to that comedy, and so I feel like that was a pretty obvious choice. Like. Uh, I could see why they did that. I just, I don't like Scraggy. It's not my favorite Pokemon, so. Um, <laughs> Do a Dunsparce but... one, you cowards. <laughs> <laughs> they already have the Dunsparce gift, though. Yeah, but I need more. I need more Dunsparce content. <laughs> but, I, I, but it just made me think of how likely it is that they are considering, like, oh, the, this scored really highly in the poll. Should we use this? when they're doing that or cause, yeah you know, i mean i'm cause, sure it's a I consideration because i definitely think there, there are a lot of pokemon now so it's definitely when you choose one it's way more of a deliberate decision now than it would have been earlier when there were fewer pokemon because now they're like sure looking through this catalog of all these you know i'd also um, argue though that they might highlight they might choose to highlight less popular pokemon in an attempt to turn them more popular if that makes yeah, sense but, like but then the poll would still be affecting that because they would know sure, which ones are less popular sure. yeah but i'm just saying like maybe they don't always choose like the, the yeah. most popular thing maybe they deliberately go out of their way to make an unexpected choice you know yeah fair i've never i've never seen scraggy before that scraggy was the main one that i was like i've, I've never seen any media with scraggy yeah. i know he's in the anime a few times but yeah. um anywho uh, the last thought I had was it's cute and I'd like more. It wasn't very long, and I I really liked seeing that that style. And maybe they'll make it a series, but who knows? Pokemon spoils us with these animated shorts, so. Yeah, I, my thoughts are like, I thought it was cute. I like them exploring different things, but I want to see them continue exploring rather than, like, stop on this and make this, like, a series. Like, and, and maybe that's because I don't especially like older Western cartoons. I'm not a fan of Tom and Jerry. I'm not a fan of, like, the Sylvester and Tweety runaround stuff. I do like some Looney Tunes things, but I just... It's very tired to me. I'm, like, it's very, like... I'm staring at a wall, like, watching paint dry. I know what's what's happening. Like, there's no surprises. I don't know. Maybe I just hate everything. <laughs> That, that's my job so you can't yeah it gets an eight out of ten i thought it was cute yeah i i that that wasn't my real score i was just being sarcastic okay yeah. <laughs> okay that's, that that's a meme because i give everything an eight out of ten so like regardless of my thoughts it's always anyways twilight wings episode <laughs> five is uh the other latest pokemon yeah uh, animated short and this one's called the assistant yeah and I really liked this one. Do you have, um, do you want to take the lead on this or what? Yeah, what sure. Sure. Yeah. So just a quick aside real quick. We didn't talk about episode four. Um, I did watch that as well. It was cute. I'd recommend it. It's about Nessa, the water type gym leader. Um, it must've just been in a week that we had other things we wanted to talk about though. But uh, yeah, episode five, it's about uh, Oleana. She's the vice president, the assistant to uh, chairman Rose. Um, yeah, it was very interesting. I feel like this one, to me, was a little bit of a letdown in the sense that, like, the other ones have shown... They, they all pick a, a character in the series to highlight, which I think is cool. Um, yeah. You see a different perspective of the Pokemon world through the eyes of someone else. But 
this one in particular, I didn't feel like if there was anything like there wasn't a twist or any cool like character development. It just was kind of like, yeah, she's who I thought she it was. Like a montage, yeah. Sure, I'm like, yeah, she's like a hardworking person, and that's cool, and that's you know, that's I guess why Chairman Rose likes her. I don't. That was kind of like one of those moments where he's like looking at her in adoration in the the short, you know, but. I don't know. It was good. It was cute. Uh, what'd you think of it? Uh, I really liked it at the, I think at the very beginning I, I wrote down, I'm constantly reminded of how great these character designs are Yeah. because I think they've just, they knock it out of the park with these character designs, uh, especially in the, these latest games. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, Miss Oleana is my favorite character design in this latest, in these latest games. Interesting. Um, uh, so having a uh, a short all about her was really nice to yeah. see. And I also really like seeing all the Pokemon in the background just doing different jobs and mm. seeing like a Wobbuffet carrying files in their lab or whatever mm-hmm. is really appealing. There's a, uh, a Galarian Mr. Mime Street performer in the background, which made me like the Galarian Mr. Mime a lot more. Yeah. Um, or is it Mr. Rhyme? That was Mr. Rhyme. That was Mr. Rhyme. Yeah. So Mr. Mr. Rhyme. I didn't like Mr. Rhyme's character design, but this <laughs> made me like it a bit more seeing it actually move in a way that, you know, oh, it's tap dancing. Like I can, I can see that now instead of it just running at you down a dark alley trying to murder you. <laughs> I don't like Mr. Rhyme, but I like what he represents and the fact that there is hope that po- he represents Pokemon, hope. He represents hope to me. He represents that even though a Pokemon could have no evolutions in a future game, they could have a new form and a new evolution. Like, I think that's really great. You know? Yeah. I know Mr. Uh, Mime Jr. was a thing, but that's, I don't count the baby Pokemon explicitly as evolutions. They're kind of like, um, they almost feel like an afterthought in a lot of ways. Like, Oh, well we didn't design a first stage. So here's one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Understandable. Um, Halfway through the animated special, the music just decides to go off. Yeah. Um, the music was really good. Uh, I really enjoyed that part. It kind of breaks into a montage of her doing various research on Dynamaxing and Gigantamaxing. Yeah. Um, so a common occurrence through all these episodes, I believe um, Chairman Rose appears in all of them. Uh, but I'm not certain guy, about that, but the taxi guy 100%. The taxi does. guy has appeared in every single one of them. Yeah. And I'm like paper strung across the background with the string connecting everything. Like this taxi guy is going to get an exclusive short or something. He'll probably uh, get the last one, maybe. Like maybe they'll do the last yeah. highlight wings about him. Because it's, def- it's a choice. It's definitely a choice to have him in <laughs> every single one of them. Choice. Uh, it's a choice they're they they're approaching it with okay so when when can the taxi guy show up when can he when can he be in here uh so yeah i'm i i'm obsessed with this taxi guy we're gonna see we're gonna we're gonna learn his story soon um the kid's drawing us he's 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 up to some shit (laughs) the kid's drawing makes another appearance from the first short which i thought was a nice uh story loop of Mm -hmm. like ah it's come full circle like we see this drawing again um and then the last thing i wrote was uh i don't know why i always feel like i'm being starved of pokemon media because they're constantly 
pumping out promo materials like Twilight Wings, Pokemon Origins, Pokemon Generations, and then the Mystery Dungeon animated shorts. Um, you feel like you're starved for content? Yeah, like I'm all like I always enter this when a new Pokemon games come out or I'm thinking about po- like I see things about the anime with like Ash Ketchum and stuff. I'm like, man, there's not a lot other than that anime. And then I'll like rediscover all of these other animated, like these limited series that they've released before. And I'm like, oh, there's a lot of animated content in the Pokemon universe that yeah. I keep forgetting about. And it's all really high quality and it's really great. Um, so props to Pokemon for <laughs> keep, for continuing that. Cause there's not a like like Nintendo's other properties. They don't, they don't supplement very often between releases with animated content like this. Yeah. I, I do like, think that like there is something special about these. Cause I don't really watch the Pokemon anime anymore. Um, it, it's kind of, I don't yeah, know. I don't either. That's why I really like all these, the series I mentioned before, cause they're yeah. all like separate and they're all their own thing. And they're like, for the most part, they're, they're shorter. And so, it's less of a, an investment to watch a five minute twilight wings than it is to watch a, I don't know, a 20 minute episode of the show. I, I don't really know how long they are anymore. Um, but it's kind of like, Oh, this is nice to watch. And it's like a different perspective and it's not Ash. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. It's more authentic too. Like yeah. they always try to go. It's very more... world building. Yeah. They try to make it more about the games as opposed mm-hmm. to, uh, some fan self-insert character like Ash who, you know, I'm the first to discover blank. Uh, let me yeah. learn a valuable lesson and <laughs> never win a championship. He won. Oh, until very recently. Yeah. <laughs> it's like past year. You know? Yeah. You know what they say? If it doesn't work the first eight or ten times, you know, keep trying. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I think Ash as a character is just not not exciting now that... Like, it's weird, because, like, that's a character that you and I as kids grew up watching, and now we're adults, and he's still a child. You know what I mean? It's it's very, like... Sure. Yeah, like... I don't know. But, it's weird, I guess. Well, I also think that his... And let's 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 really dissect this like anime that's like like this is like deliberately made for children. Yes, um, obviously. But Ash Ash's uh, Ash's character motivation is very surface level. Yeah. Whereas a lot of the main protagonists of all these animated shorts, their goals are a lot more relatable, but then also more mature than Ash's. Like sure. the uh, which which I I'm horrible with names, but the gym the uh the ground gym leader the fighting type oh uh, yeah training with the machamps b like yeah so they were like they lose and they're obsessed with winning so they're training and they're pushing themselves really hard to be better yeah and then they get like that goal seems way more interesting to watch in a in a very small setting than ash just dicking around and whatever town he's in and he's like oh the the local people are dying. <laughs> Ash needs to save them with his, the latest Pokemon he caught. To, yeah. I mean, I and, and unlike the anime, like the twilight wings are good. Cause you see these motivations and like the, the B one was probably the best one. The one with the, 
the fighting gym leader. Yeah, that was probably my favorite. Yeah, that that was one of the best character development type Twilight Wings we've seen. Uh, Ash is a character though in the in the anime. It's like there's always the same cycle of generation, and you know, uh, is this generation eight now we're in? Like, there's always yeah. like he gets a starter, he befriends Pokemon that are not like that maybe don't want to be, you know, they're outcasts. And then he ends up with, like, a pseudo-legendary. And, like, there's always this, like, this kind of format that it has to follow. And he always has a companion. And maybe it's two or three companions, but there's always a companion. And he's always trying to be a gym leader. Or he's always trying to beat the gym leaders, not be a gym leader. But it just, it's always, like, great like <laughs> i think of the sun and moon they do this weird like uh pokemon ranger type thing where they're like almost like the what do you call it like uh emergency services kind of <laughs> like, oh yeah it's interesting but yeah i i'm still surprised that uh, I think there might have been one or two attempts in the past, but they didn't take off. But I'm surprised that Pokemon, the series, has gone on this long without having a separate Pokemon series run concurrently with it. What do you mean? Because, so, like, Spongebob, right? Spongebob has existed for a long time, and they're just now releasing this spinoff that's going to exist concurrently with the current series. So there will just oh. be two Spongebob shows happening at the same time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of other shows kind of do that. They have spinoffs and, and whatnot. But Pokemon, it's just this one show that's still happening. And there's not, like, another Pokemon show that's on. Like, there's four Walking Dead shows on the air, I think. Um, yeah. And it's just weird that Pokemon is one of those things where we are we only have one show that's happening right now. And I feel like if it was an American show, we'd already have, like, eight shows running alongside each other. Yeah, well, they always try and do, like anthology things they always try yeah. and do like it's always shorts it's never like a full-fledged like other mm-hmm. show um, it's just weird to me that they've never tried to do that before yeah or it's never it's never been successful because i think i i'm not 100 percent confident on it but i think that i don't to get think a mystery dungeon show started uh, did they? It, didn't, hmm. it didn't take off but yeah it's just that's just strange to me because yeah. I like all these limited things. I'm just curious as to why they've never just jumped the gun and done like a separate full-fledged show. I agree. I, th- I think the thing is like, who do you make it about? I think like, it would be cool if there was one maybe about like Leon from this generation or someone that like has a lot going on. You know what I mean? Maybe that would sure. be cool. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I also I want like another po- Pokemon snap. <laughs> yeah did you ask did you ask santa i did <laughs> have you have you got <laughs> the santa's in reply <laughs> did you get a reply he left me on santa? red he left me on wow. red he just sent a Damn. letter back and it said red <laughs> no, <sorry>. <laughs> it <laughs> says i saw i read your letter i read your letter santa thank you uh <laughs> no, yeah. thank you it just i read your letter period <laughs> i know what you did last summer i do santa uh yeah, no, I, I feel like it would be, it is kind of a missed opportunity, but I feel like we know um, it's not always, we, we know Pokemon is wrapped up in so many different, like, so many people have their hands in the pot, you know what I mean? Like, Game Freak, 
Pokemon, Nintendo, that I feel like things don't always happen as they should. Like, in in a normal, maybe, property, like a normal IP, where some people are like, wow, this is very popular, let's create things for it. And, like, they're still very, like, no, it has to be very controlled, and, like, we want to... We want to be able to have the same format for the games and the same format for the anime. And so I feel like it's not necessarily surprising that there's they're not taking risks in that way. <laughs> yeah, it's just looking at like the constant amount of content. But yeah, I'm sure that's the reason that uh, just all the different it's just a tightly different people controlled. have to green light things. Yeah. And sure. Yeah. It makes sense. I wish Nintendo did this with the with their other properties too, yeah. because that maybe this Mario movie will be the start of a uh, a plethora of new Nintendo media that we can all the Nintendo verse, um, yeah, rapidly consume. <laughs> that makes uh, I get I cringe so hard when people are like, "Oh, they're gonna make a Smash Brothers movie." Uh, it's <laughs> like it took so long for them to make a Mario movie, and yeah. do you think the same studio is gonna make? all the Nintendo movies. And if they don't, then they're all going to have to collaborate together to make a smash brothers movie about what, what, what reason does Yoshi it'll, have? It'll follow the same logic as the smash brothers games where it's like some evil force has taken over everyone. And Kirby has to save them. <laughs> like he unfreezes his friends and then they fight a big bad. And like, man, imagine, imagine a Kirby movie. Yeah. Like, like I it, it I would love that. Like, I used to love the the uh show on Fox uh Right Back Atcha. Four kids or whatever. I love that show. Yeah. It was good. It's like a full length feature of Kirby not talking, or would they make Kirby talk? That would be even worse. Has he ever <laughs> talked? I no. He just says baby baby so. talk. Yeah, he says hi. Yeah. I don't think I didn't know talk. Kirby was a boy either. I think Kirby is confirmed to be a boy. I think I looked wow. it up a while back. Why didn't you think he was a boy? Because he's pink. I didn't know. I didn't know what he was. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> I've always just gendered him as a guy. I don't know. I'm just like, oh, yeah, it's Kirby. So, so have I, but I've never yeah. seen any like definitive media or I don't think I've, it's ever been. Did you ever, ever seen a he pronoun on Kirby before? Yeah. I, so, I think that might have what been are implied. Kirby's pronouns? I think that might have been implied in the show that I was talking about. I feel like that's in that show they talk about him as a male. I'm pretty sure. But also he's just like a pink blob that yeah. we're impressioning or impressing our own Yeah, gender doesn't exist. Our own gender, yeah. He could be some he could be some strange gender from another planet that we, we can't even comprehend. What? Something that's not male or female? <laughs> J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling's mad. We pissed her off. Yeah, J.K. Rowling's fuming somewhere right now to thinking about Kirby. I There's another thing about J.K. Rowling. I want to circle back to that. Yeah, let's do it. That, it pisses me off that uh, she had the ability to make a character gay, and instead of doing that in the actual series, she has come out afterwards to claim that they are and then as they continue making material with this character in it they, they allegedly with the partner that he was yes with. they they talk about him like having a bond as strong as a brother and like 
bitch if you really are this and they were roommates yeah if you're really this gay rights queen with you know this oh wow brave writing a gay character then you would actually write them as gay like you wouldn't just say it after afterwards and and it bothers me too when people say um there there's this whole thing about like uh, I saw maybe it was like a Tumblr post of people like they never said Hermione was white. She could be black. You know, she it's she's described as having like, you know, curly hair and, and yeah. brown hair. I'm like, that's also a fucking cop out. Like that's you, you can't just not write in diversity and then claim that you have diverse cast like that. And that I'm pretty sure ugh. in the books it was <laughs> specified that Hermione was white. Was like, it? I think okay. there was a line that was, I mean, even if she like, it doesn't, the actress who yeah. plays Hermione, it doesn't matter. It's the yeah. fact that JK Rowling has come out to say that it was calculated. That is annoying. Yeah. Um, it is not the casting. Cause anybody could, it, you know, it doesn't, that doesn't matter. Yeah. It, it but JK Rowling is just a, uh, uh, a slippery one. She's trash that one uh so again fuck you jk rowling uh, in case you didn't hear us the first time <laughs> or in case you're just tuning in yeah yeah hey fuck you <laughs> yeah yeah she's but absolute garbage she's she's not a force worth reckoning with but you know what <laughs> is brian uh is it space force <laughs> space as in space force yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So we both just watched, um, well, Brian, like, literally just watched yes. the uh, first Today. season of Space Force. I watched it last week. We're going to talk about our thoughts, kind of crack this thing open and, and uh, share what we think of this new Netflix exclusive workplace comedy from the creators of The Office and Steve Carell. Take it away, Brian. Well, as someone who loves The Office and has middling opinions on Steve Carell, <laughs> I was like, uh, I know you had said you wanted to talk about it. So I was like, OK, let me give it a chance. Let me watch it. Uh, I watched the first episode. I, uh, I texted you immediately. I actually had to pause in the middle yeah, of the you, first episode. You were not a fan of the first episode. I was episode. like, I can't like, is it does it get better after this? Like. And, and let me give you a quick aside, too. I don't think. I hate when people say, like, uh, and obviously this is not our conversation. This is just a an observation about general stuff that goes on. You're when about to say something I agree with. I think I know exactly <laughs> probably. what you're about to say. When people say, oh, as, if, as long as you can make it through this episode yeah. or make I it through that. an hour or make it through. No. Dude, it you're, gets really good at season three. I like, want it to be good show, immediately. <laughs> like why You're do i have to wait entertainment. why am i not yeah. entertained yet why do i have to get through this like barrier to entry to be able to enjoy it later like i don't know i that happens with a lot of anime like yeah. when someone's suggesting something they're just like yeah yeah just watch like if you make it if you watch like the first 20 episodes then it gets really good yeah but anyways yeah i so but, yeah that's just that's not what you said either i just was like hey does it get better because i was not a fan of the first episode yeah turns out second episode it was better um and actually towards the end of the series uh towards the end of the season i guess i should say the i actually found myself like actually finding things humorous and like actually enjoying the last couple episodes uh however what i will say the first episode i had all these things in my mind that i was like when you dislike watching something and 
I like have to write them down to get them out of my brain. Like all these thoughts I wrote down. It feels like an SNL sketch that is going on too long. Uh, especially just showcasing the cast. I do not feel like they had to introduce every character in the first episode. I think that was bad. Um, especially some that don't come back until like episode five or like, yeah, there were a couple that were just kind of shoehorned in the intro. And yes. It was a little, like Ben, <laughs> ben Schwartz's character yes. works in microscopic doses. Yes. And his appearance in that first episode was, it felt very out of place. Yep. They, they really shoehorned, as many of the cast as they could in that first episode to showcase like this is the talent we have and i did not like that uh i think the whole premise of the show too uh and you can jump in whenever you want these are just my my rapid thoughts in the first episode uh the whole premise of the show trying to be a commentary on how crazy our real life is is kind of like all right but now i want to see you like do something with that or take it a step further and the first episode was not that the first episode of there i know definitely it definitely seems like they uh went for this like political commentary approach in the beginning and then at like the very end of season one it seems to have hit an independent arc that is its own yeah which i think became much more successful (laughs) yeah i think it gets really weird because it, it's we're getting to a point where our everyday world seems like a made-up parody in itself so it's hard to parody something that's so sporadic right now and every time they try to do that i'm just like that that that's not funny because it yeah. just sounds like a real thing well it, yeah and it just it just doesn't there were no new observations that that, yeah. that was one of my biggest critiques of the first episode i'm like okay i get the premise now like i get the premise from the title you don't have to introduce me to a the whole first episode of like, yes, I get the setup. Like, yes. Okay. It just felt very like paint by numbers comedy. If that makes sense. Like this is what we are doing. This is, this is a funny thing. Uh, the tone was weird. I felt like it was a little dry. That gets a little better later. It, it has its own type of humor and it kind of finds its voice again towards the, I think it really hits a full stride and gets into the groove of things at the end of the series. Yes. Um, I would agree. But also this was kind of sold to people um, when it was in production as, Oh, Steve Carell's involved. This is made by a lot of the same people who worked on the office. So I was expecting like a workplace mockumentary and it definitely wasn't that yeah Uh, which i'm happy and sad for because i feel like that format is kind of played out now i i agree i didn't want to see that but at the same time i wanted to see not this (laughs) i was i was not expecting this format and so it definitely it takes a it's like a they take a dramedy approach yes it's very dramedy yes uh and the drama doesn't really you don't really care for any of the characters for quite a while so the the drama aspect of it it doesn't work at all (laughs) until like the very end when you kind of start to care about some of the people um this show is just the pinnacle of what we were discussing before i'm sure season two will be a lot better because you can see the transition between season one uh because yeah. the last episode of season one comparing that to like the first episode which might not be fair because the first episode 
has more of a responsibility to establish the exposition. I've just, I've seen a lot of TV shows and I've seen a lot of first episodes where they don't have to hold your hand like a little baby. Like they're like, Oh, like here's the story. Like, you know, we'll get you caught up as we're going along. This one was like, here is the story. This is it. Do not like keep watching. Like, and, and it felt like in the first episode, to that detriment, like, every scene was so short feeling that it just felt very disjointed and like it felt very much like here's our cast make sure you look at them we're on like a disney world ride um (laughs) we're passing everything this is this is what you'll see later um you know lisa kudrow's in it she's in jail (laughs) i guess why i mean it's i guess that's supposed to be a joke explain why she's in jail i think it's supposed to be a joke they don't ever explain it Okay, because I, I thought, think it's poor writing <laughs> to do that. By like the third episode, I was um, I I watched it with Dana, and I was like, did did we miss yeah the the part where they explain why she was in jail, or yeah. did that just happen? Uh, the and, first okay, episode, I'm it, glad it, to know I'm not crazy. I I was trying to pay attention so much that I was like, it it skips from them, like you know she's in bed with him, and there she's like with uh, Steve Carell, Lisa Kudrow and Steve Carell are in bed and she's like, Hey, like, it's going to be okay. Like, do you think you'll be all right? And he's like, yeah. Uh, and then it does a time skip and she's in jail. And I was like, did I just miss the whole scene? Like, was I like, so I had to rewind it. And I was like, no, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> like, I'm glad to know I didn't miss. I didn't and miss and in the entire season, they don't mention it, which I, I get it on a, on Good some level. <laughs> I just I don't think that's funny. I if they had revealed at the very end, like the end of the season, something like maybe that I would have cut a little bit of slack. Like, OK, it was supposed to be an overarching joke for the season. But like, is it supposed to be a setup for season two? Like, then why introduce it in episode one? Like, I don't know. Uh, I feel like they did find a groove later. Uh one of my favorite bits in this and um it, it's it really it's unfortunate with the timing of uh the show launching because uh fred willard um the actor who played yeah, steve carell's yeah. father just passed away like yeah. shortly before the show so it, it, it was very um the certain when certain actors pass away you know obviously i don't know them personally so it, it kind of <laughs> what I, I don't i, I don't feel <clears throat> You know, I don't feel as sad as maybe other people do when things like yeah. that happen. But uh, that one was that one definitely uh, hurt a little bit. I, I really liked mm-hmm. his his comedy, and I really like his his roles are always very like, especially in like his later stuff. It's always very subtle, and it's always like in the background yeah. and in very short doses. And there's this one scene where he's on the phone with somebody. And in the background, his wife is getting chest compressions from like a nurse. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I got to go. There's something there's something happening right now. And he's yeah. totally fine. Anyways, that's I, like the, the yeah. funniest joke in the series. And it's like a very two second aside. And it's I had I had those moments where I like main character. I can't point them out specifically, but I remember hearing a line of dialogue and I was like, oh, that is actually funny. Like. But then it would go back to kind of this the steve carell trying to be like it it just something felt off about the tone i feel like the character of there were characters that felt extraneous like were unneeded for the story and i felt like um 
uh, Fred Willard, the guy you're talk- just talking about. Yeah. I, I feel like his character wasn't really needed, and... Yeah, sure. That was, like, a side gag, and it didn't it, really do anything just, to the story, yeah, really. And I, I feel like, okay, I'm watching Space Force. I know it's supposed to be about the character Steve Carell is portraying, so that's why they're important to him, these people, but it just, <laughs> I didn't... I wanted more of, like, when they did the whole bit with the monkey and the dog, and, like, that was kind of funny. I was like, oh, this is getting better. Like, there's at least some jokes. I'm like, okay, yeah. and... But then they would cut back to this like kind of slice of life drama stuff. And it was like, this is just not it. Like, this is not the show is kind of the whole daughter. I hate it. Let me tell you, up until the last episode where I felt like, okay, I can kind of feel like I'm fine with Lisa Kudrow and the daughter. Like, I don't dislike them anymore. But the entire season, I disliked them until the last episode and even in the last episode when the fucking daughter's like oh i made a bad decision dad i'm not gonna spoil it but it was just like i'm like you know i don't yell at the tv because i i'm not a crazy person but man i wanted to i was just so annoyed with that character and her decisions and then she's mad at people i'm like i get it girl your life is hard you know like cool uh why are you why are you the way you are like there's no excuse like one of my favorite one of my favorite parts about this show is that in between all of the like because everything's kind of sandwiched between um haha the how topical look at this joke like uh, our president's crazy um like there's those jokes and then there's like occasionally like really clever jokes yeah um but then also there are these like good op like real world observations about the inner workings of how something like a space force would work. Yeah. That I actually find really interesting. Um, like the, there's like a court hearing talking about funding for, for it. And it's kind of a, there, there are some jokes in there, but, um, he's kind of arguing for more government funding for space force and justifying purchases and stuff. And I thought it was really insightful and interesting of him talking about, you know, yeah, it's super expensive to give an astronaut an orange, but psychologically, like, you know, they might need that orange, and it's important for us to remind them of Earth when they're up there and blah, blah, blah. Um, I thought that was kind of interesting, and that gave me some food for thought. Um, no pun intended. And another interesting observation that occurred to me was that, like, the key to space combat, if you're outside of a ship, like, on the moon is penetrating the other person's suit. So things like knives are like way more, um, way more important in space combat. And they're like talking about, (laughs) they do all these like stupid, they're all, they all have balloons on them and they're practicing fighting each other and stuff. Uh, Which is like, that was kind of a silly joke that was overplayed, but the concept itself, it never occurred to me that like, yeah, like, uh, on earth like guns like yeah it's bad because it pierces the skin or whatever and blah 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 but you could still kind of survive a general gun wound if it's shot in like a different a certain spot but if you're in space they just need to hit somewhere on your suit yeah. if you get a hole in your suit you're fucked and you're yeah. like essentially dead um, i'd, I'd argue like i have never been in a space suit but i would argue that 
they are probably pretty durable. So it would be very well, hard to like. I, I get where, where what the story is going and like how, why why they do certain things, but I'm like, I feel like in actuality they're probably really reinforced to make sure that doesn't happen. You know, maybe I don't. I, who knows? <laughs> it's just a suit like, of paper. Are they are they are they making suits like? Oh, we got to make sure if someone you know puts a knife against this thing, well, it won't tear. I don't think they think in that way, but I think they think like, okay, if they're making a repair to the space station and there's a jagged piece of metal sticking out, like, what if it accidentally gets caught and then like, you know what I mean? They have to sure. kind of like, so I. Not to discredit what you're saying, I think, yes, there are some good observations that they make in terms of, like, questions that they pose, of like, how something would work, but it feels like there's one good writer in that room, and they're, like, really trying their best to, like, get good quips out and good jokes and good observations, and there's, like, a just a room full of other people that really love, like, Parks and Rec, and, like, oh, yeah, like, let me, like, this joke is, like, oh, yeah, like, okay. I understand what you're saying, but... <laughs> I also really like Parks and Rec, so I do too. But that's the thing is like, I I like Parks and Rec for what it is. I don't want to see. That's why I don't want to see another Office. Like I really like the Office, the American version. Sorry, I don't. I don't know. It, fuck it, you, J.K. Rowling. <laughs> fuck you, J.K. Rowling. <laughs> Your whole country. <laughs> uh, no, I I just feel like uh, there's some sort of charm that you can't repackage sure you can do a, a different show and like you know try and do a different like the office and parks and rec are, are different you know what i mean they're, they're totally yeah. different there's you know different I, I would argue different jokes um it's just the same it's same format different sure yeah there, there's it's there's the same some genre it's there's some commonality there <clears throat> and and i would have been interested to see like a version of <laughs> this that maybe worked in a different way but wasn't i think the drama part really doesn't get like i think that's the part that really that's the, the tone part that it is took, weird it takes a long time to stick the landing because yeah it's hard to relate to these characters over time when one of them is almost a consistent joke that being steve carell yeah. we learn we learn things about steve carell's personal life uh in the show uh in very small bursts and the rest of it is him kind of playing uh playing a a comedic role of like i i'm just fulfilling the prerequisites for this joke to work a buffoon like yeah like let me let me just yeah. say a joke here or let me be the butt of the joke over here but and i feel like yeah. we've seen him like he's played a role he played michael scott in the office and he is that character where he is like this idiot that people make fun of but at the same time he has these heartfelt moments and it's not necessarily a drama. You know what I mean? So like you can identify yeah. with the character, but this one, it was like, yeah, when they're in the court and they're doing the proceeding about the, the budget, um, the tone was just like, I, I liked that. That was one good moment. Cause I think it was like, okay, they didn't make a lot of jokes. They just were like, okay, this is a sincere moment, but there's too much of that peppered throughout this entire show. Like it's too, trying to be sincere but not like some things are jokes but some things are not and yeah i kind of or go, go ahead no you, you can continue <laughs> I, I i just say like i'd kind of fall back to what i said before like i, I think that as far as first seasons go this definitely had a really ugly rocky start but i definitely think it's going to take off by season two 
if anyone wants to hold on until then. I, I think I think a lot of people have seen it. Like I, I think it was trending. It was number one on Netflix. A lot of people will have seen this. Um, yeah. I don't know if it will have as much magnetic success as uh, has other shows. But I think it's interesting too. Like you have Steve Carell from The Office, and you have Lisa Kudrow from Friends, and those are like two what would you what's the word like two titans of television i guess well you also have ben schwartz from parks and rec yeah 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 um but like you have these like very calculated like casting decisions but then i feel like steve carell is like he's probably doing his his best and it just maybe it's the writing that isn't the best or maybe it's editing that isn't the best but i know what he can do and he is funny to me, so why is he not funny to me here? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. He's definitely doing something different in this show that he hasn't. I haven't seen him do in any of the other shows he's appeared in. Sure. Um, and especially in a lot of the comedies that he's been in, he's never played like a like he's doing like a specific voice and is yeah. having manner. This character has a specific voice and mannerisms that I've never really seen him go that in depth for in a comedy. Yeah. Which is weird. So I think that this is just kind of like a, an experiment for him. Yeah. I I know he's like one of the producers for it. So I feel like he, yeah, it's like Steve Carell and Greg Daniels. I think, um, Greg Daniels is a writer for, uh, the office or parks. He's a writer for something, Mm. uh, comedy related. So I feel like this is just a playground or like a jumping point for him to just experiment and try something different. Maybe, maybe who knows? Maybe it's so like, I I still like it. This is so fresh in my mind, but it just, maybe it's the fact that the whole premise is set up on this, like kind of political commentary. Like that, that's the whole time. Like the title of the show is a wing of our military that was created. Like, and it's, it's, it's a joke, you know what I mean? And, yeah so it's it's this political commentary and it's peppered throughout the show but they don't ever like and i don't really like political things like in terms of like my entertainment but they never take it anywhere they never like they try play and it push safe. it they, yeah. they they just play it so safe that it feels like i don't know bland in some ways and then yeah no i agree they definitely play because the premise is a, a parody of a tweet that happened like two years ago. Yeah. And so they're really late to the arrival here on the execution of it. And but like when they announced the show was in production, the U.S. Space Force did not exist yet. And now it is an actual branch yeah. of the military. It is a thing now. So it is a lot less impactful now. Um, and seeing the like of, had this never been a real establishing of the military had this just it remained would be a, a little joke. bit more entertaining sure yeah um but yeah it's de- they definitely play it safe and it's super obvious um i think they don't want to because i think anyone. political i think political commentary especially in a comedy standpoint is usually pretty cringy for me because sure. they usually go for the very the low-hanging fruit yep it's very difficult for political humor to ever go for anything clever or genuinely um, uh, some something someone put thought into. I, yeah, I but get looking that. at things like South Park, I think sometimes they def 
there there are certain episodes of south park where they definitely get it wrong but i think they hit a good balance of something hitting political humor that you could definitely tell it is calculated people and they establish a, a side you know because space force every political joke that they make is something that's like oh see this will be funny for both sides and jokes like that aren't funny because a a political humor is always at something's expense you can't you can't have safe political humor yeah yes you in in one sentence you said what i just using ten thousand words yes you can't have safe political humor yeah. can't do it it's not possible uh when you do you get this and it's not it, it's not funny and i thought it was going to be maybe like too liberal in a sense like too much of a liberal commentary when i first like heard about the show and like you know started that's what i was worried about yeah I was and, and it to be very you know just because i i am that doesn't mean that's funny to me or like you know dunking on people like whoa look they're so stupid like i don't think that's funny and then the the only time that i feel like they they ever made a, a true stance about anything politically in this show is when they have the um the courtroom scene actually not where the they flat ha- earther not even the flat earther i was actually gonna say the young politician who's supposed to be uh alexandria ocasio cortez oh She's, yeah that that's the only time that they ever like really make a statement and it's it's even that is so bland and so safe i'm like if you caricature her like then do it like you know make it something it just kind of is like it felt like maybe a stand-in for her but there's no real joke it's just oh she's the young one that's the joke like okay (laughs) yeah (laughs) well i guess to wrap things up for our review of space force would yeah, you recommend this brian let's join space force uh i don't know this is maybe the first thing i maybe wouldn't recommend i feel like i it's hard for me to recommend i can't recommend something that i have to tell someone yeah just get past the first episode i can't yeah. do that like if it piques your interest uh and you make it past the first episode great um but that's kind of the thing. Like if you listen to all of this review, then maybe no. What I would say is, um, I either, I would recommend it or I would recommend having it on in the background while you do something else. Because I yeah. think that this show has definitely has its moments. And I think the, the peaks definitely outweigh the valleys of the show. But if you're watching it, like if you are sitting down by yourself doing nothing but watch that show, it might not be a fun, uh, as fun of an experience. So you might yeah. just want it as idle background noise so you can occasionally look over when something interesting or funny happens. So yeah, that, those are my thoughts on it. I think I, 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 I think I will bad. watch. I think I will watch the second season, though. Same. I'll give it a chance because I feel like I gave this one a chance. I ended up liking it at the end. Let me see what the first episode of season two is like. Let me give that a chance. Maybe they'll hit maybe the stride that they hit in the middle of the season. They will have continued. Uh, I don't know. Okay. What are your thoughts on space for us? Let us know uh, by reaching out to us at desk on all social media platforms or 
deskpopcast at gmail.com. You can also reach out with your thoughts on the rest of this episode or ideas for topics you can cover for future episodes. Yeah, or tell us which one of us is your favorite. Yeah. <laughs> um, be sure to DM it to us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, we, we, yeah. don't, we don't want we don't want everyone feeling bad for Brian when you know all the public <laughs> outreach is saying go Andy. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, also, if you've liked the the episode of Desk Pop, consider leaving us a review on all major podcast platforms or subscribing and liking uh, our YouTube page. Yeah, or disliking or commenting. Uh, it all boosts any kind of us up in the it boosts our our algorithmic uh, appearance to other people. Beep, beep, beep. Uh, according to my calculations, uh, if you, if you like, yeah, just like it. Just, just, just like it. It takes two seconds, and what's the worst that could happen? Yeah. All right. You know, what do you got? What do you got to well, Just do it. Do we'll it. See you next time. Yep. We'll see. We'll see ya. <laughs> see you around. <laughs> Fuck you, J.K. Rowling. Fuck you, J.K. Rowling again. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>